Hello and welcome to a post-game reaction show for the uh, Mississippi State versus Arkansas Razorbacks um, game, which we um, might have suffered from a little bit of hubris, okay? We thought that we was going to roll them and ended up being the roll ease, but that's okay. So um, I'm going to start off by introducing my co-host. We're going to start with the senior member, uh, Mr. Derek Thomas. What's on your mind just now? Man, just wishing I could reverse the result of last year's last night's game. Um, but unfortunately, I don't have that power. So just ready to talk about, give my opinions, and, you know, get ready for Kentucky. All right. Uh, same thing. Mr. Jeremiah Short, who I would like to point out that I told that this might happen to. So what's, what's up? <laughs> oh, we're going to heavily debate that one. We're going to heavily debate that one. Oh, man, I'm just excited to talk about the game, man. It's not excited in the way of, like, of course, I wish we would have won, but we'll get to, like, how I really feel about, you know, what the loss really means. So. All right, yeah, bad boy, baby. So, um, last night, we thought about doing a reaction show, but I think that everybody was too busy crying. Um, <laughs> you were getting uh, consoled, Arthur. Yeah, I did need to be consoled. Um... I th well, somebody ended up in my inbox, but it was somebody that I didn't want there. So, they <laughs> okay. So, um, I'm just gonna put it out there right now that my snap is at King Arthur J. Okay. Oh Lord. Um. So, what are y'all thoughts the day after the game? I'm gonna start off with Mr. Sunshine and Rainbows, Jeremiah Short. Sunshine, <laughs> not sunshine and rainbows. Really? Um, I'm gonna steal kind of analysis from Air one of the guys at the white. Haha, <laughs> funny. All right, so I'm gonna steal one analysis from one of the guys at the watch party I was at last night. We got it through the watch party. Um, I'm gonna say kind of what he said, like how many ways can you lose a game? I think it's we're gonna get more in a deeper analysis of the game, but it's kind of one of those things like we kind of deserve to lose just by the way we played. We didn't earn the victory, the mistakes that we made, things that we did. I think we came in a little bit with a little bit of hubris because we had a lot of hype on us. That was my biggest thing to be nervous about, that we don't we don't always do well with hype. And then, obviously, a lot of people don't know certain things on social media with our team literally partied after the game last week. So that kind of bothered me a little bit. I mean, I'm all about having fun. And, you know, when I was in college, I know a lot of us probably would have partied after a game like that. But it kind of shows what your mindset it is. It's, people always say, act like you've been there before. But in this sense, like – it was nine more games to go, and you have all SEC schedule. So, say traditionally, in you know a traditional season, might you might have an LSU the first game, and then your second game will be like some mid-major or maybe like Alcorn or Delta State or something like that. Alcorn, get it right. Yeah, dude, really said Alcorn. Alcorn, dude. You can tell he went to a school called the Caledonian Confederates. Uh, yeah, I guess one of those HBCUs. Anyway, so. You're normally a team like that. That's not saying those teams are trash like that. It's just saying you normally don't have to face such an SEC opponent. Like, I know everybody said Arkansas is the worst team in the SEC, but they still an SEC school. So I think everybody um, has to take that into consideration. So you really don't have any games that you kind of can play around. And I think our team forgot that, and that's why they lost. I bet that. Um, Derek, I know that you was uh, pretty heated last night. Um, you start out talking, you always talking to us about not cussing, then you start off cussing. So I'm just going to assume. Oh, man, that game. Ain't no Derek. I'm going to have to mess with you. 
that I'm game before you give your analysis of because aren't you the same one that was mad Kurt Harris hating on us saying oh man people just gonna drop seven and drop eight and anyway well I was gonna bring that up unfortunately we proved Kurt Harris right um against Arkansas so I guess with his five touchdowns and 11 interceptions is way more than I have in my career of playing college football. So uh, the burden of proof goes with him. But I, I'm still very disappointed in this loss. Uh, also, to echo Jeremiah in the way that we lost the game because Arkansas was basically giving us chances to beat them. Like, here, we're going to give you a chance to beat us, even with 25 seconds left. They were giving us a chance to beat them um, with that fourth and 35 uh, drive they had at the end of the game. But, like, before that, I mean, we basically killed ourselves. Uh, turnovers, um, getting beat in, uh, in pass protection by three guys when we have five, that should not happen. I mean, there is no way three guys should beat your five linemen. Just no way. I mean, you shouldn't have that happen. You know, we have a five-star tackle, four-star tackle, and, you know, a three-, four-star center transfer from LSU, and then our guards are seniors. There is no way that they should have been being beaten up front by three rushers. That, that just shouldn't happen. Chip in, keep your head on swivel, protect your quarterback. You know, so, you know, and then when we ran the ball against the three – guys yeah we had a little we had some uh running room but we should have had more should have had more downfield blocking because you already know they got eight guys um in the zone so they can come up and make the tackle you gotta run downfield and, and make the block man you gotta block those linebackers i mean when i was trying to play football i relish opportunity to block downfield to get a hit on a block on a corner or a safety that's an offensive lineman's dream to pancake a safety or a corner that does not see us coming or does not want to engage in us. So we ha- we ha- we should have taken advantage of the upfront matchups that we had to either force Arkansas out of that three-man upfront drop eight and force them to be honest, which we did not force them to do be honest at all. They were just going to lie in that three – Three man up front, drop eight all night long, which is basically what they did, except for a few um, plays in the game. All right, yeah, bet that. So, um, I was thinking about KJ Costello, and I made the joke in the group last night that if you ask um, how many picks he go through, it's like 41, 42, 43, 44, 45. Like, dude. How many ugly interceptions are you going to throw? Who are you throwing to? Now, I understand (laughs) they had him running for his life the entire game. And the offensive line play was, like, really up and down. Because on one hand, it looked like he was about to die every five seconds. And then there was another play where he was back there and he had protection for, like, what had to be 15 seconds or something like that. So it's like, bruh. Then, first of all, I just want to start off by saying, I told y'all that this might happen, okay? I said that I would love nothing more to happen and Mike Leach coming to the SEC and the um, 
that the uh, air raid take everybody by storm. But I was like, Mike Leach has been at Texas Tech. He's been at Washington State. And quite frankly, they never won on a large scale. And when they did win on a large scale, like I say, it's like the um, full court press in basketball where it works against undisciplined teams. It works against um, poorly coached teams. But against teams that have anything remotely near coaching and discipline, it's negated. You know, uh, when they played against Bob Stoops, it's like, well, all y'all do is y'all run five plays. And if you can guess what play it is, it can be schemed against. Good coaching can neutralize the um, air raid. And you saw that when the air raid isn't working, it's like, well, there is no backup. Like, you know, it's not the makeup of the team anymore. Also, K.J. Costello looked – people are like, why don't he run the ball? He looked freaking awful every time that he tried to run the ball. He don't want to. What'd you say? Say, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm going to get to trying to run the Definitely ball. does not want to die for a first down. Definitely doesn't want to do that. Yeah. Um, that was the shortest Heisman campaign ever. Um, like, dude, <laughs> how many picks are you going to throw? Like, you can throw or whatever. And it, there was some that should have been interceptions that weren't. And I, I'll say this. I feel as though that the receivers are kind of out of the woods right now as far as being, like, trash, trash. Now, that one kid from I Gotta Throw to Star of a High Shade. Now, all the people in the group from Star of a High was like, ooh, it was a poorly thrown ball. Like it was a poorly thrown ball. It was. I give him that, but it was one that reasonably somebody could have come up with. Now, why he, he threw the ball the way that he did, I have no idea. I will not be the person to say that. You know, I will not be the person to say that that was a good pass because it wasn't. But I will say that it was something that dude could, should, would have come up with. But then again, he's a freshman. He also went to Starville High. So I got to keep that in mind. Um, had that been Dylan Johnson, Redshirt, he would have came up with it. I'm just putting that out there, okay? What'd you say? I think he's a red shirt freshman. Yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense. But, yeah, um... The defense did great. I, I was scared for Errol Thompson for a couple of seconds. And, you know, that's, you know, that's a dude after right. my own heart. He he fools with the podcast real heavy. He watches, you know what I'm saying? He likes the stuff that we do or whatnot on Twitter and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, you know, good dude or whatnot. But, um, whew, I, I didn't see it coming. So, now we have to play the blame game. Who do we blame? Who deserves the, the greatest percentage of blame between Kylan Hill, K.J. Costello, and Mike Leach's offense? I'm going to start this and all by saying I'm putting 0% of the blame on Kylan Hill's injury. I, I, I feel as though that Kylan Hill's injury, like, would it have been better to have Kylan Hill in the game? Absolutely. But I feel as though that we still could have won. I feel as though that the um, that the running backs that we had in this place, they did, they think it would have been better to have Kylan around, but it is not the definitive reason why we lost. Um, KJ Costello, I'm going to go ahead and put, I would say, 90% of the blame on him. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know what he was doing with those reads. Like, all three of those interceptions was like, 
what the freak are you doing? Um, somebody in our group, if I were going to playfully give some blame, I would uh, say 50% them and 50% a certain uh, business owner that's in our group just to kind of tease her a little bit, um, but not really. Okay, your food is still delicious. Um, Mike just don't have no more parties at the games. Yeah, don't do it. Mike Leach offense, uh, I don't really have – I didn't have that much of an issue because he ran the ball more last night, and they ran the ball effectively. So I don't think that it was inherently the offense. I think that K.J. Costello, there were times where we were driving the ball and he just, like, would F it all up with the inexplicable interception. So that's me, okay? If I had to say something, I'd say 90% K.J. Costello and 10% the offense, kind of, I guess. What is that? Let me put 5% on the Kylie injury and 5% on the leech offense because they could have ran the ball more. But I feel as though that the – matter of fact, let me let me take that back. Um. Okay. Yeah, 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 that's about right because K.J. Costello's cojones uh, is still a part of K.J. Costello. So, um, so I guess that I would say, okay – 90% K.J. Costello's decision-making and 10% K.J. Costello's cojones for not running the ball in or when he did run, running very passively. So, yeah. Um, Derek, same thing for you. Who you putting the blame on? 0% on Colin Hill. 100% K.J. Costello decision-making because – the defense played lights out. I mean, they played very well. I mean, they played with heart. They played a good enough game to keep us in the game to where even though we were struggling offensively, they didn't allow Arkansas to score 14 points. The offense gave Arkansas seven points. So the defense only gave up 14. So that's that's good. I mean, like, normally we score 50 points on Arkansas. You know what I'm saying? That's what we've been beating them by the past couple of years, like 40-some points. So no 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 blame goes on anyone else but KJ Costello for his bad decision making and for his inability to run the ball when there's like nobody there to tackle him and for not for pulling a Cam Newton like when Cam Newton refused to dive on that fumble and you know that's what he did when he refused to lower the shoulder and get the first down to keep the drive alive bro I mean, you you, you got to do that. You you have to. It's true. Now, to his credit, I will say that um, Tommy Stevens laid it out on the line and jacked up his collarbone. They would never convince me that it wasn't his collarbone. And we said that he was trash for the rest of the season, so who knows. Um, yes. Jeremiah Short, same thing to you. All right, so I'm going to give about 20% to the Colin Hill injury. Here's why. I think at the end of the day, we got those young freshmen running back. Colin Hill is kind of our guy. So in a game like that, if we are going to have to run the ball more, you could just go, okay, we're going to depend on Colin in a game like this to maybe get us 15 to 18 runs. But I do think it kind of affected the tone of the team just without him in there. Now, of course, like everybody gets me saying I'm not like a Colin Hill fan, I think he's a good player, and I do think he's impactful to this team. In a game like this, we would have needed him. And he is kind of an emotional leader type, all that stuff. 
I really believe that. So I, I would never take that away from him. So I do believe about 20% of it goes to him being injured. But the rest of it is all KJ. Uh, I hadn't sired on KJ. I still think he's a big-time quarterback. But five interceptions in two games is not a way to ingratiate yourself to a fan base. Uh, the decisions he made, are like I was just thinking about it, almost feels like that that movie, The Watch, how, you know, they had to go like, Kobe is double team, he's triple team, he's quadruple team, Kobe shoots the ball. And I think it's that kind of way with KJ Costello. Javante Baden is uh, double team, triple team, quadruple team, five people on him. KJ Costello still throws the ball. He still almost made it. Yes. Well, well, that was one play that uh, but it was another one. He threw to a guy, and it was like four people around. I'm like, he didn't, you know, most times people say some guys try to force throws or try to make something happen. You know, and I think he got a little Heisman height. You know, you try to win, some guys try to win the Heisman on every throw, but a lot of the throws are very just unnecessary. It's just like, why are you trying to make this pass? It wasn't like a third down and long. It's just like, you just decide to try to throw the ball and not even force it. It's like, he has four people on him. Why are you trying to throw the ball to him? It makes no sense. So most of the times, he should have just threw the ball away. And I will blame him because a lot of the times, it wasn't the air rate that was the problem. Like, I put 0% on the air rate. He was not taking what the defense was giving him on every play. Those interceptions and mistakes he made, he was not taking what the defense gave him. Plenty of times he could have ran. He didn't. I'm not expecting you to go out there and be, you know, Dak Prescott when he's in Mississippi State or Lamar Jackson. But, man, if you got open field run, stop being so scary. Like, let's call it for what it is. He a little scary. Like, it was a couple times he was a yard short, and he literally all he had to do was put the shoulder down a little bit and kind of absorb the blow. I ain't expecting you to be all Tim Tebow and run over people, but it's a yard, and it's a third down. Get it. Like, yeah, this is probably what it is. You got to stop being so soft and just, you know, I don't want to use one of Ricardo's words, but you got to toughen up. Yeah, well, you know, uh, that was – last night was definitely one of those nights where we missed Nick's with Nick Fitzgerald. I'm just going to put that out there. So – we got a comment according to Derek. So what's 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 up? Well, uh, Jeremiah kind of said it because throughout the game, if you listen to those commentators, you know one of the biggest things that Costello said he would do was to start taking what the defense would give him. No one to say, "Uncle, don't take the unnecessary risk." And all night long, he took unnecessary risk. I mean, and, and also, I don't really did y'all really see him pump fake a lot to like make a defender like jump the ball or just get him off base. I mean, I didn't see I don't that. I don't think he was running those type of routes, though. Man, no. he had a time to do it even if he wanted to. You said right. what you say? He didn't have enough time? No. Yeah, the time. <laughs> there goes that three versus five. I mean, yeah, so you're right. But, I mean, like, I'm also going to, you know, copy Jeremiah. I'm also not going to get down on the array because I, because I believe in my leech. I, it was nice to see him run the ball more. I do agree that without Colin, it weakens our team because of the player that he is. But if we have an injury, next Bulldog up. I mean, and, and I think the freshman um, stepped up nicely. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Dylan Johnson scoring his first career touchdown as a Bulldog. Jaquarius Marks, you know, catching the ball out the backfield. I think both of them had, like, I think Marks had eight catches. Um, so, I mean, those young men grew up tonight. Do I think he should have put the ball more in their hands in the run game? Definitely, especially with that three in the box. I mean, I've never made any money coaching football a day in my life. 
but I know if you give me three in the box, even if I'm a passing team and I'm losing, I am going to run it down your throat until you stop it. I know take that's one good drive. And I know that's not Mike Leach's um, philosophy. But if I could have taken control of him, like on NCAA 14, I'm straight <laughs> running it. Run, run, run until you get out that three-man front. All right, yeah, bad boy, baby. So, you know, for me, my thing with that is um, kind of like Jeremiah alluded to, he thought that Mike Leach was going to make some adjustments to the SEC because it would be impossible for him to try to, try to run the air raid as is and be successful. So I think that this is going to be a learning opportunity for Mike Leach just as much as the players. Um, so, but, but, yeah. So – did the team need this wake-up call? Uh, I'm going to start off with Jeremiah on this one. Yes. Um, I had to keep uh, sticking to the party we, we mentioned a couple times last week and this week, but I think that, that was so emblematic of what we ended up dealing with this week. KJ Costello was involved, as we all know, and not just him, but, like, other players. And it's kind of like y'all already celebrating. You ain't won nothing yet. Like, everybody was getting on your bandwagon, now everybody off. Because they're like, all right, they were who we thought they were. And I think that's the thing. If you go in there and you take this game serious, like even if it was tight, it's okay to have a tough game. Like in the SEC, that's going to happen. But at the same time, it's just like it seems like they were a little lethargic and they didn't take it as serious and they didn't execute. And I agree with Mike Leach kind of had some comments, you know, in response to the game. He said he, he said he give Arkansas all the credit, but a lot of it, we just lost the game ourselves. And I think that's what we had to look at. I'm not going to blame Jaden Wiley. He's a freshman. You know, he'll probably have his opportunity to make up for what happened. You know, guys made some small errors, but we should have never been in that position where it was that close. You know, we should have won by at least two touchdowns, probably more in my opinion. I do think we should have ran the ball a little bit more early in the game, and we were, and we moved the ball, but we just didn't execute when that time came. A lot of us because of the interceptions, but I think we did kind of need something like this to happen. Now, the question is, as you said, AJ, how are they going to adjust to this now? Is least going to decide, okay, if they come out and drop three, I mean, drop eight, excuse me, as Derek said, all right, we just going to run it down their throat? You know, assuming Collins back next week. Like I say, come back and just they do it every play. You keep doing running the ball until they stop doing it. And then you get to a point where they know you can you're gonna try to run the football. But if they don't think you're gonna continuously run the football, they're gonna drop eight most plays. But if they start seeing that you're just gonna run it down their throat, truth be told, if KJ Costello come down, you know, on the line and see, you know, reading the keys that they're gonna drop eight, man, you gotta sit there and just call a draw or something. You gotta start changing the plays in the line of scrimmage. So I think it's going to be good for us to give us a chance to adjust. And I still think the air raid is going to work and we're going to be able to move the ball. I think the thing that serves us as well, our defense is really good, which they are not getting the credit that they deserve for it. But we're going to talk about that later. Right, bad boy. So, um, Derek, same thing. Did we need this wake-up call? Man, it was a wake-up call. I wish, I wish we weren't asleep. I wish we could have walked into this game wide eyes open, but we didn't. I mean, so, yeah, we did need this wake-up call because we – as a lifelong Bulldog fan, I can say this. We have a knack <laughs> for playing down to our competition. We have done it almost every season of Mississippi State Bulldog football, playing down to our competition, letting a team – that should not beat us, beat us. Even though Arkansas is an SEC team, 
they had a 20-game SEC losing streak. They should have a 21-game SEC losing streak. I would have rather they lost their losing streak uh, to Ole Miss than to us, you know. Um, so, yes, uh, the wake-up call. I mean, I, I don't want to keep harping, like you said, that you, you want to keep saying on the party. But college football players, they celebrate. They party. And that's part of being a college student. That's part of being a college athlete. After losses, sometimes teams party. Um, so we can't blame something that happened on a late, late Saturday night last week for what happened this Saturday night. I mean, they, they, they had a full week of practice, a full week of game, game planning. So we can't say the party is what caused us to not be focused. We basically just got our behinds kicked. That's what happened. Um, Barry Odom had a masterful defensive game plan, and we didn't take advantage of it. When we had opportunities to take advantage of it, even when KJ Costello made good plays, you know, you, we still had some bonehead plays by some players. And even though Wally had a good game as a receiver, you don't want to give him fault for that fumble. But he took his eyes off the ball and fumbled the ball in a crucial situation. Just because a player is a freshman, you do not give him a pass for blame. You hold him accountable. If you give him a pass, he's going to lose focus again. So he does need to be held accountable for that fumble. And that's the point. I'm not done. No, what I was talking. I am not done talking. I was quiet while you talked. So you hold him accountable. Freshman or not. Now, granted, a lot of people were wondering where was Austin Williams on that play. Well, Wally had a pretty good punt return earlier in the game. Wow. But as soon as the next punt, guess who was back there fitting the punt? Austin Williams was back there fitting the punt. So I wish he would have been back there in that for that punt where Wally fumbled. You may speak now, sir. <laughs> You don't have to say all that. You could have just waited, honestly. But uh, what I was going to interject and say, I think you had to really take it into consideration. This ain't me making excuses for Wally, but he is a freshman. Like, it's easy for us to say. We're talking about greats like Kobe Bryant when he was in the NBA shooting air balls. And, like, you're talking about a guy like that. And this pressure moment, it's kind of like they say when you're playing receiver, it's almost easier to catch the faster uh, catches or the faster balls and catch like a ball that's like a fly route. And you have to really look at it for a while because you have to think about it more. So in this case, you almost could feel the pressure, like, and I think he just overthought it. I don't think he necessarily took his eyes off the ball. I think it was just pressure got. I think that was a clear situation where the pressure got to him. It was a. You uh, better go watch that film. He took his eyes off that ball. Yes, he did. Go watch it. He, we will see him take his eyes and look at that defender instead of seeing that ball in his hands. That is why he fumbled. Go watch it. So you're gonna interject. So you're gonna interject me, even though like when you had like you, I didn't, you, you, you stop. You had stopped talking. Okay, so stop this, but it's funny. All right, so the point is, um, you have to really just think about this. So it's not me making an excuse, but you give a kid a chance to kind of make that up, and I think he will. And I think the reason they started letting him return kicks, and I don't think they have any intention of Austin Williams actually returning punts. I think he's back there when they basically need somebody to field the ball. <laughs> I don't think Austin Williams got any business returning the punt, but Jaden Wiley has that type of ability. So you know, hopefully, you get a chance to make that up as the season goes along. Okay. I don't want to be that guy, but um, 
what the uh the guy that muffed the punt last night, what was his race? He was black. Why? Okay. All right, so um anyway, who are our MVPs last night? Now you skipped a, over like you skipped over like a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> oh, why you also, I mean, somebody redundant. I mean, it is what it is. Okay, Jeremiah, why did we lose? Now, let me go ahead and answer that because the Arkansas Razorbacks scored more points than we did. All right, now you can go on here and go. I mean, we can go on to the, we can go ahead and go to the. I mean, the key MVP. stat was the three down picks. That's basically the key stat. I yeah. Mean, three, yeah. Three, three so, interceptions. We can get to the kudos, I guess. I like I don't want to call it MVPs because we lost. Okay, so, but uh, they're just the players that deserve the kudos. Okay, so I'm gonna start off with um Dylan Johnson because he's from Greenville, based on absolutely nothing else other than the fact that he really looked good. Okay, now I am torn because you know, yeah, he's from Greenville or whatever, but he's not a Hornet. You know, and... he went to the real school in Greenville. In the real school. <laughs> See, his person always claimed you from Columbus and went to Caledonia. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so I'm going to start off with him. All right. Uh, then I'm going to go to some, somebody on the defense need a kudos, but whom? Uh, if I had to go with a particular person, uh, well, I mean, the Brulee dude did pretty good last night. You know what I'm saying? I want to give a shout out to my boy E um E40 for not mm-hmm. you know for um you know shaking off that little shoulder. I think he had like, like a sting or something like that, but you know, he a real dude, so he fought through it. And uh let's see, who else is there? <laughs> kudos? Uh, uh, uh e- <laughs> He lost, so. Yeah, I, I don't know. But I, I wanted to say, who in the world on that fourth down run that we had, somebody got blown extremely far the center, back. The center, As Cole Smith. I was like, who the f- was on him? Jeffrey Simmons or Aaron Donald? This dude got blown so far off the ball. That play stood no chance. I feel like I yeah, yeah, they, I feel like yeah, Matt Johnson, they throwed him off the ball. <laughs> Cole Smith, bro. I mean, and he's still with those ugly high snaps too. I was uh, like that fix, man. I was like, who is that? And I was like, is that me out there guarding them or something like that? Like, <laughs> like at least I would have tried to take their knees out or something like that. It was like it's AJ, we could hard. we could make a joke here. <laughs> huh? You could make a joke here. Make the joke. Make the joke. Make the joke. Yeah, Jeremiah, make the joke. No, I'm not. Make the joke, Bill. Come on. Make the joke. No. I don't know. He's probably watching. What? Ty Fred? (laughs) Fred taking plays off or something like that, man. Ephos is killing me, man. But, Uh, yeah. uh, yeah. So, all right. Derek, who are your MVPs? My MVPs, I'm on offense. I'm gonna go with the two true freshman running backs, Marks and Johnson. I mean, they had to, they had to, they had big shoes to fill. And while they did play, I mean, you know, they're not Colin Hill yet. They're not at his level yet. But they played with heart. 
Uh, they played better than most true freshmen in Mississippi State history as far as on the game. I mean, because mostly Mullen really didn't play true freshmen. Moorhead didn't really play true freshmen. So, you know. And the air raid coach does. Right. So, so <laughs> you know, they, they, they beat out Witherspoon, um, who was a true freshman uh, last year. And, you know, um, so kudos to them. And, of course, E40, I mean, played with heart, bounced back for that uh, from that shoulder injury. And um, he led the team. Oh, I, got, I also got to give a shout out. You know, I got, got a chance to see Aaron Odom play for the first time as far as making an impact. CAO. Can't wait to see you do more, bro. Okay. Hey, that was a nice tackle you made. I got a question Talk for Jeremiah. Too. And I feel as though that I'd be remiss in my uh, responsibilities that I didn't ask you this. Do you think that Kylan Hill faked the injury? No comment. Nah. Man, I, if if I could reach through the phone and zip your lips right now for that question, I would. Reach to the computer, I'm sorry. Did you I not see Kyle Hill cutting up to get back in at the football game? I had to. Yeah. I mean, the man was cutting up to get back into the game. He, them, sure. This man has owned Arkansas. If it's, if it's one team that Kyle Hill wants to play against, it's Arkansas. That Kyler Hill. One of the worst things. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder why. <laughs> you know what? The hell with both of you. He owned that issue last week too. So now, Kyler Hill really receiving the ball. Whose fault is that? It's not his fault. I mean, I will. Not his fault. I mean, he beasted as far as the receiving element was concerned. And, so, and you got to look at that play. I mean, that was a that was a really. His head hit the back of his head hit the turf so hard, and then the Arkansas guy came in. He took another shot to the head, you know. So, and he still wanted to try and play. So, first off, I'm just gonna pray that the young man is healthy to right. play against Kentucky, that we do not that we have not that we knew that do not lose him for any stretch of time over this season. This is his senior season. Um. By the way, Jeremy, I want to ask you this question. Since this is like a free year, if he is out for any length of time, would you think he would come back for a six? No. 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 Y'all don't, would you want him back? No. No. The hell with both of you. F it. I mean, it is. I mean, they looked the height last night. I'm, I'm just saying. They don't tweet that much. Well, you don't have nothing to do with football ability, hey, bro. Hey, You're hey, going to leave this hey, man alone. Let him enjoy his social. Media. Hey, no cap. Kylan has not been cutting up his bad on the. Oh, he hasn't. He has not. I'll give you credit for that. He has not. Hey, but I'm sure his family told him to shut up since he started a whole march with a tweet that he did emotionally in the morning. I mean, but the results, you can't argue with the results. Yeah, you can't. But I mean, is it real? Is it real? On the black Mount Rushmore right now, you have Dr. Martin Luther King, MLK. <laughs> Barack Obama and Kylan Hill. Okay? Straight like that. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> he spoke the platform as an NCAA athlete when other people didn't have the balls to do it. Yeah, I said balls, what of it? Okay? Big deal. So, um, moving forward, what did we like that we saw last night? Uh, let me see. What did I like that I saw last night? Um... Candace Gates took a really nice picture on her story on Facebook, okay, and she looked real thick. 
So I like I like when I saw that. As far as the game was concerned, uh, <laughs> so I'm gonna hand this one off to Jeremiah. Uh, what I liked, I, I liked the defense, how the defense played. I think, you know, that's kind of getting overshadowed by the fact that the offense played because everybody's getting so focused on the air raid and how explosive it is or supposed to be, and that's exciting. But really, us having a good defense is probably going to save us. Should have saved us last night. But, you know, our quarterback decided he wanted to throw into quadruple coverage a couple times. So, and I'm going to keep harping on that. Yeah. I don't want to make it, you know, how Kendrick became with Tommy Stevens last year, but – KJ is really starting to work my nerves, and I'm really thinking about checking out Will Rogers' highlights in the morning. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and it's kind of why I think Mike Leach never has quarterbacks that are really great because this type of stuff that happens, they don't stick to the program. But again, defense, uh, strong defensive play, and then I like the young offensive players: Jaquavius Marks, Dylan Johnson, and then Jaden Wiley. I like what the young guys did, even Cam Gardner. I, I like how he played the first two games. So I like what the young guys are doing. So I think that that was a major plus as far as the offense is going to serve as well the rest of the year. Other than that, I ain't really like much. Okay, so let me go ahead and say say this. Since you mentioned Will Rogers, Will Rogers has made his whole life on just going to the same high school as Gardner Minshew. That's it. You know, I mean, maybe he will turn <laughs> out to be great and stuff like that. But for now, I feel as though that the only thing that he has done. It's just so happened to go to Brandon High School alongside Gardner Minshew. And, you know, and that's Have it. you looked at his stats? Have you seen care. him play? I don't care. I don't <laughs> go back to stats and stuff like that, okay? But, but have I you seen his game film, though? I mean, have you watched him play? Like you. How many national, How many state championships do you win? Do you know how hard it is to win a state championship in, college, in, in high, high school football? In you know how many not to be in West Point got? In Mississippi, okay, that's not, how, how many? How many? How many your high school got? Hold on. Callaway yeah. has one. Now, yeah. I Greenville High might have some from like before integration or something like that. I, <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, the one that uh, Callaway got is from like 1976 or something like that. 75. Whatever. Yeah, by Mississippi State, great. Are you claiming 1975 state championships? Yeah. They weren't even throwing the ball back then. Oh, okay. But, yeah, <laughs> so like, from what I understand, like, you know, the, you know, back when Coleman High School was the only black high school, like, they had national championships and, like, track and stuff like that. They were really a powerhouse. But, you know, we, since we got this whole segregation thing going on, then it's like the white kids over here, the black kids over there, and you know they put them together, they'd be able to do something. But as it stands, like not really. That's why you have like St. Joe in Greenville, and Greenville Christian got these really good football teams because all the black kids are starting to leave freaking um, Greenville public schools and going to the private schools. But I am not here to talk to y'all about um, you know, <laughs> systemic racism in Greenville public school district, okay? The point is this, is that, you know, Will Rogers, you know, like, you know how, like, for instance, with Cam Akers, you heard about Cam Akers, like, years and years and years before the fact. Or when um, JT Ginn was coming through Brandon High School as a pitcher, like, you heard about this dude, like, you know, his legend, like, you know, Monte Ellis and... Uh, oh, yeah. You know, you had heard about Malik Newman, like, during his freshman season. 
Like Will Rogers, like I hear about this dude in Cigar Dimension. You didn't hear about him. Just because you, you didn't hear about it. You ain't hear I knew about, about Will Rogers when he was a sophomore. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I follow high school football in the state of Mississippi. Oh, okay. Well, you don't follow high school football in the state of Mississippi, you're not going to know some of the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Cam Akers, didn't nobody have to tell you, man. You you heard early in the game, man. Uh, Clinton High School got this uh, quarterback. Uh, good to the month. You know what I'm saying? You you hear about stuff like that. But we I, I, I will say that normally the – Normally, the great players in the state of state like Mississippi that's so small. Like once you, them guys, you start hearing about them early in the game. Like C.J. Johnson, you heard about him early. You know, I think it didn't work out. Obviously, at Ole Miss for him to be a you know a great college player. I think he would have worked out better at Mississippi State. I know when I saw him in high school, he was pretty legit. I think it just didn't pan out in college or whatever. But you hear about you heard about a C.J. Johnson. You heard about you know some of these other guys that end up being like you know great players at Mississippi State. The Omar Connors, even Tyler Russell, he beat. South Panola, but yeah, I mean, I trust what Nelson Adams said about Will Rogers, but as AJ said, I don't know if anybody was like, man, this dude Will Rogers, man, he's gonna be the next blah, blah, blah. I don't hey. think anybody really said that. Hey, hey, check this out also, but we forgot to talk about um one of the greatest running backs in Mississippi history, uh, Robert Elliott. You know, um... I don't do that man like that. <laughs> next subject. Okay, okay, okay. So, what didn't we like? Okay, so. Everything. I'm going to let Jeremiah have this one first. Why not, right? <laughs> uh, uh, the only thing I really didn't like was the unnecessary throws. Like, I'm going to keep talking about K.J. Costello. I'm not going to say it's all K.J. Costello fault, but it's all K.J. Costello fault. Like, you know all the interceptions being soft. I'm going to use the authentic word. Like, I I think he needs to take a bit of a slice of humble pie. My thing is, it's kind of, I think it's going to turn into, it's like, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, uh, shame on you. And I think that's the way it is with KJ Costello in this game. He was he actually made some of those same type of errors in the first game. kind of just got away with it at LSU. And here's the point about this game, too, as well. Truth be told, Arkansas, Arkansas beat us for the same reason that LSU beat, I mean, we beat LSU. L, we beat LSU because they were arrogant. It came out of man-to-man defense, and that's the absolute, I mean, the worst thing you should do against the air raid. They beat us because they came out in that drop eight, and we weren't prepared for it. And they came yeah, with a scheme yeah. that we weren't ready for. Um, we had the athletes to kind of overcome it a little bit, but we weren't ready for it. But at the same time, we got a quarterback who was trying to do too much, trying to prove when the Heisman on every throw instead of just taking what the defense gives you. He's trying to get on the highlights and, you know, get a few girls to like him. I don't know. But, I mean, no more being that. real. So getting caught up on the sports and all likes. So you know what I'm saying? Uh, that's what I really don't like. So he needs to take a slice of humble pie, but it could it don't need to turn into a shame on you. Because if you do this mess next week and Will Rogers is back and got his stamina back and all that stuff because of COVID, just saying. Right. And I'm gonna before I let uh Derek talk, you were talking about trying to get some girls to like him or whatever. You know, last week in the group. You know, there's all these girls had you. He one fine white boy, whatever. <laughs> one of them I told her. I say, look, I won countless Heisman's and national championships on EA NCAA football. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I'm just saying, if you still out there, if you watching this right now, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You went digital Heisman, so you should get them too, huh? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? 
hit me up. You feel me? You know, I didn't, I didn't lead Mississippi State to um, a bunch of national championships. As a matter of fact, uh, if this leash thing don't work out, you know, F with me, you know. <laughs> Rooney rule. All right, there. <laughs> of course, uh, like every Bulldog fan, we hate the interceptions. I mean, like, they cost us the game, the pick six. And it was done by a kid that was once committed to Mississippi State. So and they had a couple former Mississippi State commits out there balling and on our home field where they would have been playing had they stayed committed. So I don't like that. <coughs> um, you know, so that's about it. I mean, I mean, I look, I look, I, mean, I, I like how the defense acted. Can't really, really say that I didn't like anything about the defense, but just, just, I didn't like. Those former Bulldog commits getting a chance to celebrate on our field. Marcus Murphy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I wonder if Murphy's is hurt. Because on that play oh, where God. Warren burned him, I mean, Marcus just didn't seem like he could – like he, he, he was, you know, like a slow trot. I mean, like – if it wasn't for Emerson, you know, that's a touchdown. You know, so. We're in business of making excuses. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. All right, so what can we improve upon? Literally everything. Literally <laughs> everything. We can improve, improve the running. We can improve the running game. We can improve the route running. We can improve the QB play. Um, we can improve the secondary. I feel as though that the front seven, you know, they did their thing. Uh, we can improve the social distancing because I'm pretty sure that most of the student section is going to have, um, COVID. what you call it? Uh, COVID. COVID, yeah. We can uh, also shout out to uh, whatever that dude's name is, Heaton Thompson. He caught for a um, touchdown against Clemson in garbage time. And um, I don't know what WAP doing right now, but, you know, I'm pretty sure he's doing good wherever he is. But, yeah, we can literally improve everything. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Derek, what about you? What do you think we can improve upon? I'm going to copy our view. Uh, everything. Specifically, we need to improve KJ Costello's decision-making, you know, because it's terrible. Terrible. And like the Charles Barkley, terrible. It was terrible. Um, and I want to see us run the ball more. I mean, I, I know we're a passing team now under Coach Leach, but we're going to have to force him because everybody saw that game film. Kentucky's probably going to mimic that. And the next opponent is going to mimic that. And the next opponent, the next opponent, the next opponent, if we don't find a way to make teams be honest and play us uh, in more than just a drop zone, drop eight zone. So we, we have to find a way to make teams – uh, respect our running game. Um, that is one thing that I hope my leech would have done because I understand in the Pac-12 and the uh, Big 12, um, you know, he, he just threw it, threw it, threw it. But in the SEC, I mean, you're gonna have you're gonna have to run the ball. I mean, it's a proven fact. You're gonna have to. Bet that. Uh, Jeremy, same question. What do you believe that we can improve upon? Limit errors, of course. Just be more consistent. Um, I think those are probably the main things, you know, you just have to do is be more consistent, limit the errors. And really, I want to see us have more of a powering game. I don't like seeing all these draws 
And that's pretty much what it was. I don't think it's necessary to do option, but have some counter traps, something. Zone runs. I think you need to have more of a power game. They're going to come with all that drop eight stuff. You just ram it down their throat. And no, because I, 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 here's what I, I don't want people to do. Look, you know Coach Lee's is an air raid coach. That's what he's going to do. I think all of us kind of got that twinkling, twinkling where we're kind of used to us running the football. This isn't what Leach does. Mm-hmm. We wanted a good offense. We technically got it. We dealt with two years of Leach, and, I mean, not Leach, but Moorhead and whatever that was, he called offense, RPO, whatever. So we went through two years of that. The offense is actually moving the ball, so we don't need to get too far away from what's working. But we do need to probably – if they're going to do that drop-based stuff, you got to find a way to make the money. If they realize you're going to run the football too if they do that because if they drop eight, that means you can run. You're going to get five yards guaranteed. But it, it can't just be the same play because even then people will be able to stop it. So I think that's the main thing I would like to see is just us incorporate more of that power run game. So that's I, one thing we got to improve upon. I have a question I want to ask you too. Do you think utilizing the tighter wide receivers in this game and going forward can have an impact on our run game because these are t- former tight ends who are used to blocking offensive linemen, blocking linebackers. Of course they can block a corner or a safety. What do you think? You know what that makes me think about, like, back in the, uh, like, the late 70s and the early 80s? Like, you watch the Miami uh, highlights from back in the day where you had, like, the wide receivers out there on the uh, edge in the three-point stance. You know, maybe we should bring it back. What's the worst that can happen? You know, at least the ones who are, like you say, uh, tighter on the inside, that could, you know, that could be cool. I feel confident confident that Mike Leach is the guy who can make these adjustments purely because we know how cerebral he is. Um, And as Jeremiah pointed out, he now has a little bit of talent. So I think that he's going to have to go back to the drawing board, but I feel confident that he is the guy who can do it. Uh, well, hopefully, if he isn't a stubborn son of a So, Jerry, what about you? Years. Or is you watching uh, uh, Golden Tate fight uh, Jalen? <laughs> that was funny. I saw that. All right, so um, up here with this Harry Potter shirt on, I can't believe it. Gryffindor, Ravenclaw. <laughs> I don't know. All right, so where are we at now? We're we're gonna, we we're gonna be tied. Our final thoughts going into the Kentucky game. My thing is that we better get our life together because I swear to God, if we lose Kentucky, um, <laughs> where they lost to Ole Miss, man. Serious conversation. Nah. Jesus. After what we've been through with Joe Moorhead, if we lose Kentucky, we go have a thousand people in the Black Dolls group. <laughs> you know We're that, almost close to a thousand, a thousand right now. Though. One thing that I've noticed about the Black Dolls group is that what really drives that group is when Mississippi State is failing. Like, when we doing good, there isn't as much talk as when we're doing bad. It's like that group thrives off of mess. <laughs> well, you are the creator. <laughs> I don't have anything that you know, you know good and all well, that I have an extremely laissez-faire approach towards that uh, group. Now, yes, I will do. say this. I will say this about the group. One thing that I like about the group is this, is that it is very civil. And the second thing is that when we do our game day threads and stuff like that, they're really good. It gets a lot of activity, 
a lot of people, um, I mean, groups that are way larger than our group um, do not get, their threads aren't as good as ours. And the other thing I'm going to say is that I'm not in some of these other groups, but I have been told that in these other groups, they have more members, but the quality of some of the things that we do is better. So... <laughs> That is what it is. So well, maybe we should do a poll about who get the most of the blame for the. That might be an interesting poll. That could be. Um. So Jeremiah, what do you think we gotta do going to this Kentucky game? Don't overreact to this one. I think everybody go. Oh, this is the worst team in SEC. We only two games in. We I don't, don't know about it. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know about that. Then it is an all SEC schedule. So I think people just don't overreact to this game and start using this as a microcosm. Same as you couldn't do that with the LSU game. Same way I was saying, like, I, I feel like you could have just, like, our projections on the season based off of LSU, and I still had really shifted off of it. Now, I want to see how we recovered. We make those necessary adjustments going into the Kentucky game. As uh, one of my friends was saying, everybody keeps saying that we have to be patient and take what the defense gives us. He's like, these defense, same way we weren't patient, these defense teams ain't going to be patient. Everybody says every team's going to do that. Every team's not going to drop eight. Alabama's not going to do that. Auburn's not going to do that. A&M's not going to do that. You're going to – some teams like Kentucky and Arkansas, Vanderbilt, maybe Missouri, those type of teams will. But a lot of teams won't drop eight every play. They they have to play their scheme. You can't X a zone team – I mean, a man-to-man team play zone. That's – it just don't work that way. You're just almost throwing off how they operate. So, every team isn't going to do that. Now, they'll do it more in certain cases. But at the same time, like, they're not going to do it every play. So, I think – People are kind of overreacting to that fact. So we're going to have some opportunity. We just got to take advantage of them. So I think anything, just don't overreact. Realize it's one game. Even if you were talking about national championship and all this stuff, Arkansas ain't going to be the end of it. You still got Bama, still got Georgia. I ain't saying we're making no national championship or nothing like that. Don't get it twisted. But just saying, like, don't act like that one game is going to define the season. Same as the LSU did. Well, my final thoughts, um, the only thing that really worries me about Kentucky is the running game. They ran rough shot over Ole Miss and still found their way to lose that game. We are going to have to be disciplined. Uh, we're going to need Aaron Brule to follow um, that quarterback around everywhere. Uh, and also for the pick'em on this week's winner is Lucas Quinn. Lucas Quinn scored 10 points to win week two of the Black Dog Sports Podcast pick'em, SEC pick'em. So we will be back in week three. And also, um, I have been talking to some people about getting some potential prizes. So for each weekly winner at the end of the season, um, you will go into a drawing to win some prizes, uh, some gift cards, some koozies. Um, I'm still going to be talking to some other people to see if they want to donate some prizes to give away. So make sure you enter and share uh, the pick them with fellow Bulldog fans. And Arthur, close us out. What Where's AJ at? What are you eating, dude? I'm eating the pickle. Uh, well, hmm. well, stop eating the pickle and close us out. I got something to do. I got to make a test tomorrow for my world history class. Thank you very much. Also, I wanted to say this before we... uh cut out. This ain't me just holding up. Hey, all those players decide you want to go back to the locker room and not stand out there for the alma mater and stuff like that, y'all whack for this. I just wanted to say that. Oh, okay. 
right, so um, I gotta come out with a new closeout because I'm tired of doing the whole Vic Schaefer thing. F Vic Schaefer, wherever he come is. out with something Mike Leach related. Yeah, you know, um, your whole hole in the ball of run now. <laughs> Where's the rum gone? <laughs> and it, it don't hit the same. Like we gotta come up with like a pirate song or a shanty. But I don't think Mike Leach gonna be long, uh, around long enough for us to integrate that into our DNA. Then again, we thought that Vic Schaefer would be around forever, and now he's gone, just like my daddy. Wait a second, my daddy's still in my life. <laughs> Dude. My dad is still in my life. My, I'm not one of those black guys who don't have a relationship with my daddy or no crap like that. My parents were together, so I don't, I can't relate. Uh, so anyway, um, <laughs> I can't think of anything snazzy to say. So uh, I'm just going to say Hell State and uh, K-Bye.